It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. This Locked On Podcast is brought to you by Home Chef. Now that the novelty of the new year has dwindled down, how are your resolutions coming? One of mine was to order less, take out, cook more at home. But I'll be honest, I haven't been consistent. That is until I found Home Chef. Home Chef provides fresh ingredients and chef-designed recipes conveniently delivered to your doorstep to simplify the cooking experience and without robbing you of the joy of putting a dish together yourself. I'm Pescatarian, and they cater to a variety of dietary needs. I had this super refreshing ginger sesame salmon, a beautiful trout dish, and a super comforting shrimp and vegetable orzo dish, all of which took me less than 30 minutes to put together. For a limited time right now, Home Chef is offering all of our listeners 18 free meals plus free shipping on your first box, and free dessert for life at homechef.com slash locked on. That's homechef.com slash locked on for 18 free meals and free dessert for life. Homechef.com slash locked on must be an active subscriber to receive free dessert. Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. And it works everywhere I write. Summarizing a doc only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done. You are Locked On Thunder, your daily Oklahoma City Thunder podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team Every day. Welcome to the May 22nd episode of the Locked on Thunder podcast, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. I am your gracious and humble host, Eric G. Thank you so much for making me a part of your day. And today we are going to talk a lot about Jeremy Grant. Well, at least in the first segment. Will he come back to Oklahoma City? If he does come back to Oklahoma City, what type of player will he be? Will he be a starter? Will he be a bench player? Plus... We are into the primary season. We're getting close to midterm elections. And how screwed would we have been as Oklahoma City Thunder fans had we been able to vote on who the coach was and who the GM was for Oklahoma City? Can you imagine if we ran the NBA like we run our election system? How many fan bases would have ultimately botch their chances of winning a championship or at least competing. We'll discuss that in segment number one. In segment number two, we'll talk a little bit about the Eastern and the Western Conference Finals. I'll tell you if the Celtics need to start panicking because they've woken up LeBron James and why the Houston Rockets will win tonight at GSW. Okay, you're, I, I will do my best on that one. I will give you reasons why, but if I'm wrong, then I'm going to blame... You know what? I'm just going to blame faulty thinking. That's exactly what I'm going to blame. And then in segment number three, we will hear from Trey Young, part two of his interview scrum at the Combine. And if you would like to hear that whole interview in its entirety, you can go to LockedOnThunder.com. And you can also check out our archive podcasts as well as video and audio from players and coaches of the Oklahoma City Thunder. If this is the first time you're listening to the podcast, my name is Eric G. I did radio in Oklahoma City. Here for a while, I've covered the Thunder for five years now. I also work for another publication called Thunder Digest. Big shout out to Chuck Cheney. And I'm ready to rock and roll. Are you ready to rock and roll? All right, let's talk Jeremy Grant, who said on Friday, and it was 
in a report by Bleacher Report, or at least the video was put out by Bleacher Report, he can see himself coming back to Oklahoma City. And I'm sure he can. And Sam Presti can see Jeremy Grant coming back to Oklahoma City. And if we take Sam Presti at his word, then he is willing to pay a lot to make sure that this group of Oklahoma City Thunder players stay together for at least one more season. And hopefully staying together that one more season, they make a legitimate run at the NBA Finals. Not just a a half-assed, get-close, play the Golden State Warriors tough in a seven-game series. No, we're talking about a legitimate run to get to the NBA Finals. And then once you're there, whether you're playing the Cleveland Cavaliers or the Raptors or the Celtics, you feel like you've got a chance to win. If you're going to go over the luxury tax, if you're going to get into the luxury tax four out of five years, those are the kind of results you better be producing. Because if not, it's just a complete waste of money. And for as great as it is for fans to come watch a competing basketball team in Oklahoma, if you don't have a chance to win a championship or fans sense that you're going to be good, but you're not going to quite be championship level, then they're going to go watch something else especially the closer it gets to spring football and closer it gets to recruiting season. And now there's two recruiting seasons. With as football crazy as this state is, there are other things to occupy their time other than Thunder basketball. And if Jeremy Grant comes back, I get the feeling Jeremy Grant's going to be a starter because Paul George isn't coming back. We all want Paul George to come back, but on July 1st, my prediction on Friday was this, is that he calls Sam Presti, lets him know that the Thunder really aren't in the running, and then he bolts for the Los Angeles Lakers. Now, that's just a gut feeling I have, and what that gut feeling is going off of is everything that was said during this time last year by Paul George and his agent. And there are reports out there that say Paul George has already told people or was telling people at least last year he was going to the Lakers, he understood that the Lakers wouldn't trade for him because they really didn't need to. But you bring back Jeremy Grant, and you're going to pay him a lot of money, you might as well start him, which means the Thunder are going to have to do some things to shore up their bench. It's easy for Sam Presti to spend Clay Bennett's money. It's easy for us to spend Clay Bennett's money. But how much do you think Sam Presti really regrets not bringing back Jeremy Grant, or at least not signing him last year when they had the opportunity to lock him up, and not allow him to become an unrestricted free agent. Presty explained during his exit interview. Well, I mean, with respect to that, I mean, I don't know how much I can say on it other other than um, you have to have two, two people have to uh, cooperate with respect to an extension, right? And you didn't mention the fact that he's, he, he's potentially extension eligible. Um, with respect to restricted free agency, you just don't know what the market could potentially be. Uh, we didn't know what was coming at us. Uh, we knew that we were going to have an expensive team. Sometimes people forget that um, Carmelo's Carmelo's deal is roughly was was basically the equivalent of McDermott and Cantor. Um, what we saw there was a chance for Carmelo to start and play as a stretch player next to these other players. And Doug and Ennis, based on their time here, were more situational players for us. And um, we had a hard time sometimes. Uh, you know, it's, when you have Stephen Adams, the backup five can sometimes, you know, suffer. Now, 
Jeremy, fortunately, can play a couple different positions, so that's helped him a great deal. Um, but uh, uh, you know, we knew that we were going to check in pretty high anyway. Um, adding more uh, to that, um, you know, at that point in time, could have been preventative to other things. Uh, and we still have the opportunity to use bird rights at the appropriate time to have conversations with Jeremy. Uh, he also is, you know, one of those players that is extension eligible. Um, and at the end of the day, you know, we'll have those conversations and we're excited about his development. We hope he's excited about his development and the track he's on. Um, but, you know, it's a marketplace and you have to see where that goes. You know, when I hear Sam Presti talk, the first thing that kind of comes to my mind is, God, this guy would have been a killer debater. He really would have. Like In high school, I don't know anything about Sam Presti in high school, but I'm going to assume that he was a part of the debate team. And you can't, look, you can't debate Sam Presti. You may disagree with him. You may think that his moves are completely wackadoodle and stupid when it comes to things like James Harden, and you may want to blame Sam Presti for letting Kevin Durant bolt for Oakland. But try and debate him. That's not an argument I want to get into anytime soon. Of course, other than marrying my other than marrying my wife, there aren't many smart decisions that I've made in this world. Marrying my wife was the smartest thing I ever did, ever will do. Debating Sam Presti, no, that's just that that is a lose at all cost proposition. Because no matter what argument you bring to Sam Presti, he is going to figure out a way to defuse it, which means if he had to run for re-election every four years as GM of the Oklahoma City Thunder, anybody that got up and tried to take him on head-to-head would really stand no chance. The only way you could do it, and I mean this sincerely, the only way you could beat Sam Presti if you were running for election against him was to have kind of a Donald Trump attitude, like you just didn't give a damn. And you didn't have to explain things all that well. You just had to throw out a lot of keywords. Hopefully that you're gonna hopefully you're gonna catch the Oklahoma City Thunder Base at a very emotional low, and you're gonna be able to prey on that, and then that way you can defeat Sam Presti. But if you're taking him on head head to head and you're trying to run slam a slam campaign against him and you're trying to drag his name through the mud, no, he is absolutely going to destroy you. And and I think about fan bases. You know, fan bases now who would have screwed up had they been able to get rid of either coaches or GMs. First that comes to mind is the Los Angeles Lakers after they traded Shaq to the Miami Heat. And when Mitch Kupchak was the GM of the Los Angeles Lakers, how many times Lakers fans would have gotten rid of him in hopes to make Kobe happy. And doing that, they may not have won those last two championships with Kobe Bryant when he got number four and five. Oklahoma City Thunder fans would have most likely, if it was an election year, gotten rid of Sam Presti after the James Harden trade and certainly would have gotten rid of him after Kevin Durant left to go to Golden State. But you do that, you don't end up with Steven Adams. Or maybe you do. I guess... No, actually, you probably don't end up with Steven Adams, and you certainly don't end up with Paul George, and probably on the plus side, you don't end up with Carmelo Anthony as well. I say all that to say this. I think us as fans, and me for a guy that uses a microphone to make a living, I think it's great for us to have discussions. 
And there's a lot of times I believe that we are right in our discussions. There are also times when I know that I'm throwing out something that is completely back blank crazy. Like when I talk about trading, and I don't think it's necessarily the complete, the, the most insane idea, trading Russell Westbrook to get draft picks. I there, There's a part of me as I'm saying that and I'm thinking about it and I'm even putting it out on paper, it's... I hope that Sam Presti's not listening. I hope that Clay Bennett's not listening. And I really hope, more importantly, they're not executing. Actually, I don't care if they're listening. If they're listening, that's great because it can spark great conversation. But the best GMs, and I tell you now, I think Thunder fans, I, as a matter of fact, I know, not think, I know Thunder fans would have fired Scott Brooks if they could have after that 2012 defeat to the Miami Heat. That is, you can write that in stone. They would have done it. And Thunder fans would have voted Billy Donovan out of office after this year. Despite the fact that Billy Donovan has had three different rosters, three different years, Thunder fans would have still fired him. So it's good that we don't have this power because if we do it, we'll destroy a team. We, we just will. We may think we can do things better than GM. And certainly, I think I can host a podcast better than Sam Presti because it'll move a little quicker. And hopefully, it'll be a lot more entertaining. But as far as running a basketball team, this guy gets paid a lot of money to do it. And he's done it his entire career. And lots of guys have done it their entire career. Not all of them make great decisions, but I do trust them. And I hope that when they're making decisions, it's based on data, what you've seen on film, and talking to other people inside the business and not just a gung-ho podcaster like me who's like, ah, fire everyone. Because if you do that, you're going to bring the organization to its knees. Coming up, how scared should Brad Stevens and the Boston Celtics be about the rest of the series with LeBron James? I'll tell you next. The NBA playoffs are right around the corner, and Locked On NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late season drama. Every Monday, Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league, helping to break down the NBA playoffs. Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up to date. Locked On NBA, available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thank you for listening to the Locked On Thunder podcast. Feel bad for Boston Celtics fans because you know that they blew a golden opportunity to be up three games to one. In fact, I'm surprised that they're not, or I'm shocked that they're not up three games to one, because after games one and game two, I were, were just fully convinced that the Celtics were a better team than the Cleveland Cavaliers. As it turns out, they may still be a better team than the Cleveland Cavaliers. They just can't win on the road. So with that, let's go ahead and dispel the myth of Brad Stevens being the best coach in the NBA. Sure, he lost Kyrie Irving and Gordon Hayward, but you can't be one in six on the road in the playoffs, even with not your best team and still be held a genius. Not only that, you can't consider yourself to be a championship team if you can't win on the road. So even if the Celtics do get by the Cleveland Cavaliers, and all they got to win is two of the next three, Brad Stevens made that point perfectly clear last night, you're just essentially going, you're a lamb going to the slaughter. Because this is all about a coronation for the Golden State Warriors. And with the Celtics last night, obviously there's some adjustments that Brad Stevens can make in Boston Sports Radio, talking about who should be on LeBron, who should not be on LeBron today. All that's fine and well. You can't 
allow the Cavaliers to get 15 turnovers off missed dunks and layups. That just can't happen. And if for some reason you're more comfortable playing at home on the road, that, that bothers me. That tells me mentally you just don't know how to be comfortable when you go play in someone else's arena. And if you can't play in Cleveland, how are you going to play in Oakland? How are you going to play in Houston if by chance the Rockets come out and win? So good on Brad Davis for being a good NBA coach and getting the Celtics as far as they, they have been. But I'm going to tap the brakes on Coach of the Year. I'm going to tap the brakes on best coach in the NBA until he proves me wrong. And tonight, I want the Houston Rockets to prove me right. I Because my prediction is this. After watching the Rockets respond in Game 2, they seem like a team that is going to play better against Golden State when they are challenged and people count them out. And the majority of the world is counting the Rockets out after losing by 41 points, which we well should count the Rockets out. But James Harden, Chris Paul, Trevor Ariza... All proved in Game 2, Eric Gordon, who was, who's was who been fabulous, who was fabulous in the first couple of games, or at least fabulous in Game 2. All these guys, I, I believe when they've got that chip on their shoulder, they're going to play better basketball tonight. But saying that, there's also that little nagging voice in the back of my head saying, they've only done it one time. And so far, have, haven't these conference finals been just absolute garbage? Like last night, did you ever get the sense that the Boston Celtics were going to come back and win that game. I didn't. Once they got down 19, I thought, yeah, they'll chip away, they'll chip away, but eventually the Cavs will figure out a way to keep them at arm's length, length and that's exactly what will happen. You had a 41, you had, you've had no good games in the Western Conference Finals, except for maybe game one, but let's hope that tonight is not only a good game, but mentally-wise, just losing by 41 was just that. You lost by 41. And what Mike D'Antoni said, hey, you've got a lot of rest, so there's really nothing to worry about. You just come back, win it, and whether you lost by 41 or not the night before, win tonight, and the series is tied at two. Coming up next on the Locked on Thunder podcast, we will speak with Trey Young, and Trey will inform us about his meeting with the Oklahoma City Thunder. The NBA playoffs are right around the corner, and Locked On NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late season drama. Every Monday, Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league, helping to break down the NBA playoffs. Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up to date. Locked On NBA, available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Want to plug Locked On Celtics, Cavaliers, Warriors, and Rockets as the Eastern and Western Conference Finals continue. Go to those podcasts for the latest inside information on every single one of those teams. And if you just want some good drama these days, Locked On Patriots, definitely worth checking out as Tom Brady continues to skip OTAs along with Rob Gronkowski. Trey Young, this is part two now of our interview with him. Hey, if you want to hear the entire interview, just go to LockedOnThunder.com and we don't have it broken up. But if you want it whittled down to bite size, here is part two. We played part one, obviously, yesterday, part two today. And Trey Young talks about his meeting with the Oklahoma City Thunder. There's some reports that came out that you met with the Thunder. Is that true? And what do you think of the organization? Yeah, I met with the Thunder. Um, I mean, I, I've been going to Thunder Games since I was, since they've been there. Uh, so I, I know the organization um, pretty well. Um, 
So yeah, it was a good meeting. What do you think about the Clippers organization? Uh, I, I mean, it's a great organization. I met with them as well. Um, there's there's teams and there's teams there's teams in this draft where I think it's just one one piece away, two pieces away from from being um, a team that's in the lottery this year, but not next year, and uh, can make can make big impacts. And um, there's been some teams that I've met with that I feel like if I'm on that team, um, that that um, I can make a. I mean, a, a big impact for them. What's this process been like for you guys so far? Could you just give us like a day to day of what it's been like? Uh, I mean, this process. I mean, as far as the the combine. Or yeah, just what you guys have been going through the past yeah, couple days. Yeah, just just interviewing, uh, getting up early, interviews, and um, I'm I'm getting uh, workouts in uh, multiple times in a day. Uh, just trying to find different times to get a workout in, and then I have some off the court stuff that stuff I have to do. Wait, how much total have you met with? Uh, I met with 13 total teams. What was your mindset when you faced a, a bigger guard or somebody who tried to be physical with you? Uh, I, I, I loved it. I loved. Uh, I love when people try to get physical with me. And they think that's the re they think that's a way to 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 be able to guard me um, and to, to get physical with me. But I use that to my advantage. I use I use different things to my advantage, and that's one thing. Trevor, you work out as well as uh, it's all it's all dependent on my agent and where, where he thinks I should work out and, and all that. So it's not, not, to be honest, that stuff's not really left up to me. It's, uh, it's it's where my agent feels that I should go. What, what do you think, think the most next point guards? We have a lot of point guards. Exactly. Yeah. Frank Milikina, I don't know if you know much about him. Yeah. Trey Burke is there. Booty Yeah. What do you think of that group? I think I think uh, they all bring something different. Uh, we all have something different to the table and. Uh, I feel like my overall skill set, my um, my ability to, to make others around me better, and my ability to help my team win, um, is is unique. And they're, they're the guys that are there are, are good point guards. I mean, there's a reason why they're in the NBA. So I just think there's everything. Everybody has different different types of games, and uh, I think mine's unique and different compared to theirs. What do you think about playing with Paul? Oh, I would love it. Uh, I would love playing uh, with a guy like Porzingis who can, who can score, stretch the floor, um, who, who can do who can do a lot, um, a lot of different things. Um, but I think I can see myself doing doing some pretty good things with with other teams too. Are you sure. familiar with Jonathan Isaac at all through the AAU yeah. circuits? Uh, what, what do you know about him? Yeah, uh, I, I've known Jonathan since I was in high school. We played. Uh, with each other and against each other in AAU. Uh, I've actually talked to him a few times this year. Um, I mean, he's a good dude. Uh, I love his skill set. He's a, a really good player. And uh, he, he had a, a really good rookie year. Um, and uh, I can't wait to see all his continued success, and for, for sure. What would you say the most important thing is that you can take away from this week just by meeting teams and you know being around this entire thing? I mean, I'm still trying to sink all this in. Like, this is this is such a surreal feeling for me. Um, I'm just, I think I can just take away, I mean, just the little bits and pieces that I've gotten to to know from each and every of these teams. I mean, you only get to meet with them for a certain amount of time. So just those little little bits and pieces that I get to meet and talk to them is something that I'm going to take away. Anything in particular that surprised you about this thing? No, nah, nothing, nothing surprises me anymore. <laughs>
do you think uh, Coach Kruger prepared you for this next step in your career? Where do I? Or how, how do you think he has? Uh, I think a lot of it comes within the film room. Uh, I watch a lot of film growing up, tremendous amount. Um, but how much film and what we talked about in the film room uh, with Coach Kruger is something that is something that uh, I'm gonna take take back for sure. What do you think draft might be like for you? A lot of people talk about you kind of think about the journey, think about the culmination of when you first picked up a basketball, things like that. What do you think draft night will be like for you leading up to it? Uh, I think it's going to be a very fun, fun uh, experience, um, a fun journey for me. Um, uh, it's been a lot of hard work to get here. Uh, if you look back a year ago now, nobody would think I would, I would be in this situation. And uh, so just being here now is, is something that I'm going to take away and uh, just enjoy and relax and just uh, embrace it all. So that, that draft night is going to be um, a great feeling for me. Why How do you much think nobody a year ago, nobody thought that you would be in this situation? I mean, as far as the one and done, I mean, um, a, lot of people had me, a lot of people had me the fourth or fifth best point guard in my class. And so I, uh, I mean... I, I had, I had, I felt like I had something to prove coming into this year, and I think I did pretty well at that this year. But I know I got a lot of hard work and a lot of stuff I got to get better at. One more still, question: Do you still have a chip on your shoulder like that? I always have a chip on my shoulder until I hang my shoes up. Um, <laughs> no matter, no matter how, 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 how long I play this game, the chip on my my shoulder will always be there, and uh, that that won't change. Why is that? That'll wrap up the Locked on Thunder podcast for today. Join us tomorrow, and we will talk more about the Eastern and Western Conference Finals. And you know what? I'm going to get into, could, could in fact... Russell Westbrook be going through a LeBron-esque situation with his career. I'll explain all that tomorrow. Until then, ELE, peace, love, and thunder up. You are Locked On Thunder, your daily Oklahoma City Thunder podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.